أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله تبارك وتعالى وسلم على سيدنا محمد سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا مولانا صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وضرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين وبعد الحمد لله we reached this Mubarak 17th night of Ramadan Allah سبحانه وتعالى gave us tawfiq to reach this point inshallah uh, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq uh, to make the best of what's remaining and to ride us from the utaqa of one of these nights that's in front of us before continuing our discourse on miracles. One of the problems with reading books like this is that they uh, describe a lot of issues that are they're advanced uh, to say the least, especially for people of our age. And so there's a type of person who reads a lot of books and doesn't do anything. They read a lot about people who read like a hundred rakahs of nafal every night, and so they know all the ins and outs of it. The only thing that's lacking, one small detail, is that they don't read any nawafil. They know a lot about zikr, and they'll tell you everything. If you do this, do that. This is going to be the effect of this. This is going to be the effect of that. But they've never made zikr themselves. They, uh, you know, it's like the, you know, there's the Jedi, and then there's the kid who like watched every Star Wars movie so many times that they remember all the words to the movies. There's a big difference between the two of them. Uh, so I mentioned this just in order that, uh, you know, we also protect ourselves from falling into that. This doesn't become like a, just a kind of a, 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 a kind of historic fan fiction, Star Wars fanaticism that we have with the Sawuf. But the point is to be a Salik, even if you spend your entire life on like the step one out of a thousand steps, you know, you're still better than the person who talks a lot about the step, you know, 1,000 and knows all the ins and outs of it, and knows the words, the lines of the, the script by heart, but never tread a, a foot on the path. And so it's good to remember things that ground you uh, from time to time, because we're not there. Rather, our likeness is like uh, Mulana Tamim. He sent me a, 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 a section from the Malfuzat of Hazrat Tanri. He said, one time, one time I was in a really bad mood. So when I was speaking... One of, the, uh, one, of the, one of the people in attendance, they got out, which is the Adab people in the old days used to have Adab with the ulama. So one of the things out of Adab, someone got up and started moving the fan, started f- moving the fan. It gets really hot in India and Pakistan, even hotter than the Arabian Peninsula. And on top of that, it's humid. Uh, so it's unbearable. So he started running the fan for the, for the sheikh, you know, in the heat. And he said the guy was completely careless. So sometimes he hit me in the back of the head with the fan. Sometimes he hit me in the cheek with the fan. He said, I was in such a bad mood going into the whole thing that I didn't, I didn't even have it in me to tell him, like, you know, knock it off. What are you doing? You know, this is, like, horrible. So I just, like, let him, uh, uh, let him go on and, like, do his pious thing. He says, this guy, I'm sure he went home and thought, like, oh, mashallah, look, I did khidmat for the sheikh. Mashallah, I'm going to Jannah. And all he did was he, like, slapped me in the face and hit me in the back of the head. And, he hit, you know, like, he just caused me annoyance. And he said, that, uh, he said that when I was in that bad mood, it occurred to me that this is literally how our ibadat are. So careless, so 100% careless, that uh, the same ibadah, it deserves to... Uh, and literally it comes in the athar, that the, 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 the salat, the person prays heedlessly, it's going to be uh, slapped in their face, uh, uh, slapped back in their face. And this is what we have, and this is what we give to Allah Ta'ala, and we consider ourselves to be pious people and awliya for that. You know, uh, and this is only the fadl of Allah Ta'ala. This is Allah Ta'ala being who He is. It has nothing to do with us or our ibadat. That, uh, you know, He may even accept this from us one day. We have hope that He even accepts this from us one day. Because really, to be honest with you, this is all we have to offer. 
um, but you know, the thought should cross a person's mind that Allah Ta'ala deserves something better than this from me. That it's his right that I should do better. That even uh, somebody who is, uh, uh, you know, somebody who is trying to impress another human being, they would do better. But with Allah Ta'ala, we feel kind of licensed to skip out. So it's, rem- it's good to remember those things from time to time. That way, when you read about the, the suluk of the, the, the great mashayikh of the past, you don't, uh, you don't make a mistake about daydreaming about being there, you know, and you're kind of in the human being's propensity to do like fan fiction, Star Wars fan type uh, uh, ideal, I- idealization of tasawwuf. But you get the benefit of seeing where the destination is. So it helps you with your actual suluk, not with your imagined suluk. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Alhamdulillah, mashallah. Even the person who is at the zero step and is, dies trying amongst an ocean of people who are completely heedless. 100% heedless. Even this is a great maqam from Allah ta'ala and we should show shukr for it. So the, it continues the discourse on the difference between evidentiary miracles and normal miracles. The mu'jizat and karamat. Those miracles that are vouchsafed to the anbiya alayhi salam. And those miracles that are uh, vouchsafed to the awliya uh, kiram. And as much as it has been shown that neither class of miracles can be wrought by an imposter, we must now distinguish more clearly between them. Mu'jizat or the evidentiary miracles of the prophets involve public uh, publicity and karamat involves secrecy. The miracles of the awliya involve secrecy because the result of the former is to affect others while the latter are peculiar to the person by whom they are performed. Again, the doers, uh, uh, the doer of uh, mu'jizat, the Anbiya alayhim islam, is quite sure that uh, he has wrought an extraordinary miracle, whereas the doer of the karama, uh, uh, the, the, the miracles of the awliya, cannot be sure whether he has really wrought a miracle or whether he is being uh, uh, insensibly deceived, istidraj. He himself wonders what just happened. Istidraj is the, the kharqul ada, the third type of uh, violation of natural norms which is vouchsafed at the hands of an imposter in order to push that person even further from the remembrance of Allah. And the one thing that's necessary that can allow every person uh, uh, elect and select and lay normal to differentiate between the karamat of the awliya and between the istidraj of the, the, the dajajila is what? Is that the istidraj of the dajajila is always accompanied by something that's obviously a lie. He who performs uh, mu'jizat uh, the prophetic miracles has authority over the law and in arranging it he denies or affirms according to what God has commanded him that he is uh, uh, insensibly uh, deceived on the other hand uh, uh, he says that, that he is not uh, uh, insensibly deceived is what the meaning is there's a footnote I think he said that it says in the manuscript that he's translating from he, say, he says it feels like there's a negation missing there's almost certainly a negation missing on the other hand, he who performs karamat, the awliya, have no choice but to resign themselves to God's will and accept the ordinances that are laid upon him because the karamat of the wali are never in any way incompatible with the law that's already been laid down by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa It may be valid, uh, it may be said, Afwan, if evidentiary miracles of mu'jizat are the proof of a prophet's veracity, and if nevertheless you assert that miracles of the same kind may be performed by one who is not a prophet, then they become ordinary events, mu'tad, things that are part of the natural, uh, the natural order of things. Therefore, your proof of the reality of mu'jizat annuls your argument regarding the reality of the karamat. To such a person, I reply, this is not the case. The karamat of the wali is 
identical with and displays the same evidence as the mu'jizat of a prophet. The quality of i'jaz, inimitability, something that a person does overwhelms the, the, the antagonist and the disputant from being able to give a, an answer. The quality of i'jaz exhibited in one instance does not impair the same quality in the other instance, which is what we said, right? That the, the collective of the karamat of the awliya form one of the mu'jizat of the Prophet wasallam. When the kuffar put Khubayb on the gallows, anhu, in Mecca Mukarramah, the Prophet wasallam, who was then seated in the masjid in Medina, saw him and told the companions what was being done to him. Allah also lifted the veil from the eyes of Khubayb anhu, so that he saw the Rasul wasallam, and cried, Salamun Alaik. And Allah caused the Prophet wasallam, to hear his salutation and caused Khubayb to hear the Rasul wasallam's answer. Now that the fact that the Nabi sallallahu alaihi at Medina saw Khubayb radiallahu anhu at Mecca was a mu'jiza, an evidentiary miracle, and the fact that Khubayb at Mecca Mukarramah saw the Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam was like, likewise an extraordinary act. So he's saying he's showing a, a, an example of one miracle not being uh, that both types of miracles are happening; they interact with one another in a way that uh, is synergistic, not in a way that uh, it's harmonized. It's not something that conflicts one with the other. Accordingly, there is no difference between the absence in time and the absence in space. For Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala and whose karama was wrought when he was absent from the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam in space, and the miracle of later days were wrought by those who were absent from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam in time. This is a clear distinction and a manifest proof that the karamat cannot be in contradiction with i'jaz, with the prophetic miracles. The karamat are not established unless they bear testimony to the truth of one who has performed the mu'jizah in the first place. And they are not vouchsafed except for to a pious believer who bears such testimony. Karamat of the Muslims are an extraordinary miracle of the Prophet ﷺ. Collectively, they perform one mu'jizah of the Prophet ﷺ. For as his law is permanent, so must his proof, his hujjat be permanent with the ummah. This is something that not only has to do with the miracles, but it has to do with the preservation of the deen itself. The idea, right, we talked about before that wilayat never ended. There was no gap of it for several centuries until some three guys came to like Syria for a while. And then afterwards, some guy from Najd, you know, that's not the way that works. Otherwise, a person would say that what the Nabi is, is somehow faulty with Riyadhullah. Or that the people in the, in the middle are from the Ahlul Fatra and they are not required to believe or some other nonsense like that which is completely incompatible with the Book of Allah and the Hadith of the Prophet The karamat of the Muslims are an extraordinary mu'jizah of the Prophet For as his law is permanent, so must, must his proof be permanent. The saints are witnesses to the truth of the Apostle mission, and it is impossible that a miracle should be wrought by an unbeliever, that a karamat should be wrought by begana. On this topic, uh, a story is related by uh, of Ibrahim al-Khawas, ta'ala, which is uh, very uh, appropriate here. Ibrahim said, I went down uh, to the desert in my usual state of detachment from worldly things, tajrid. After I had gone some distance, a man appeared and begged me to let him be my companion. I looked at him and was uh, very conscious of a feeling of repugnance. He said to me, Ibrahim, do not be vexed. He said, I am a, uh, a Nasrani uh, uh, and one of the Sabians amongst them. The, 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 the Sabians amongst them. So I'm one of the Christians and I'm a part of a kind of a heterodox group amongst them. 
I have come from the confines of Rum uh, in the hopes of being your companion. So he said he came, he came from the, the Byzantine lands in hopes of being his companion. The, 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 the Sabais are still, I mean, they actually may have gone extinct, but just because of the, the Iraq war. Otherwise, amongst the Muslims, they were still there. They're a group of people that revere like a number of the biblical prophets, including uh, Sayyidina Yahya, uh, John the Baptist. And they, like, they still make wudu and pray. They have like wudu and salat that is uh, in form much closer to the salat that we have than anything that the Christians or the Jews currently do. Um, but, you know, George W. Bush uh, bombed them back into the Stone Age, so I don't know if they exist anymore. They say Tariq Aziz, the prime minister of Iraq under uh, Saddam, that he used to celebrate mass in his church in Syriac, in Aramaic, in the native tongue of Christ. Uh, but those churches are all now closed. They've all been bombed and destroyed. And, uh, you know, they have their own Christian brothers to thank for that. I have come from the confines of Rum in hopes of being your companion. When I knew that he was an unbeliever, I regained my equanimity and felt it more easy to take him on as a companion and fulfill my obligations toward him. Because he's like, at first he was kind of vexed, like, why is it that this guy don't like him? Now he's like, I now understand what's <laughs> going on. His kufr is what's causing me this, this distress. So now that he understood it, he could deal with it. I said, O monk, I fear that you will suffer from the want of meat and drink, and I have nothing with me. O Ibrahim, he said, is your fame in the world so great that you are still concerned about meat and drink? Uh, I marveled at his boldness and accepted him as my companion in order to test his claim. After journeying seven days and nights, we were overtaken by thirst. He stopped and cried, O Ibrahim, your trumpet, your praise throughout the world. Uh, they, they trumpet your praise throughout the world. Now let me see what privileges of uh, 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 intimacy you have in this court, meaning to what degree or what extent are you the favorite of Allah Ta'ala, for I can endure more, no more. So seven days, Basobi. That's it. Right? He says, let's see now what you, what's, what's, your, what, what's your magic here. Let's see what's going on. Because I can endure no more. I laid my head on the earth and cried, Oh Allah, do not shame me before this unbeliever who thinks well of me. When I raised my head, I saw a dish on which were placed two loaves of bread and two cups of water. We ate and drank and went our way. After seven days had passed, I resolved to test him, ere he should again put me to proof. O monk, I said, now it's your turn. Let me see the fruits of your mujahadat, of your mortification. He laid his head on the earth and muttered something. Immediately a dish appeared containing four loaves of bread and four cups of water. I was amazed and grieved, and I despaired of my state. Uh, this has appeared, I said. For the sake of an unbeliever, how can I eat or drink thereof? He bade me taste, but I refused, saying that you are not worthy of this, and it is not in harmony with your spiritual condition. If I regard it as a miracle, as a karama, miracles are not vouchsafed to unbelievers. And if I regard it as a, 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 a contribution from you, Ma'una, I suspect you of being an imposter. Uh, he said, Taste, O Ibrahim, I give you the joy of two things. First, of my conversion to Islam, and he uttered the testimony of faith. Second of the great honor in which you are held by Allah Ta'ala. How so, he asked, or he, how so, I asked. He answered, I have no miraculous powers, but my shame on account of you made me lay my head on the earth and beg Allah Ta'ala to give me two loaves of bread and two cups of water if the deen of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is true, and two more cups if Ibrahim Khawas is one of his awliya. Then Ibrahim ate and drank, and the man who had been a monk rose to eminence in Islam. I mean, I know there's going to be some haters out there who are going to be like, ah, oh, it's just they made up the thing in the book or whatever. But at the end of the day, right, 
there's a reason why uh, all of these lands, uh, Islam got the upper hand over them, uh, that nobody was able to convert and no one will be able to convert until the Yom Qiyamah. There's a reason why England and France, you know, conquer countries, Italy conquers countries, and people are not, they may eat macarona or whatever, but they don't, they're not going to church and they don't really care about the Pope. But on the other hand, wherever Islam comes, it lays its roots down. The only way they can get rid of it is by genocide, which they also admittedly have become adept at. But uh, uh, this is something that happened door to door, village to village. It entered every house and it will enter every house that hasn't come to yet. By Allah Ta'ala's fadl and by Allah Ta'ala's idhan. Inshallah, you're the ones who will take it there, inshallah. Now this violation of convention, although attached to the karamat of a saint, is identical with the evidentiary miracles that are wrought by the Prophet But it is rare that in a Prophet's absence an evidence should be vouchsafed to another person, or that in the presence of a saint some portion of his miraculous power should be transferred to another person. In fact, the end of wilaya is the beginning, only the beginning of prophethood. This is important as well. At the end of wilaya, the maximum extent that a person can reach in their wilaya is the beginning of nubuwa. And this is something that you'll see, Shawaliullah, there's discussion about this, Shawaliullah, actually even better discussion, Mujaddad al-Thani, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, about the maqamat of the awliya, that the maqam of Sayyidina Ibrahim, alayhi salam, where it ends and where the maqam of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there's no gap between it. This is one of the reasons that there is so much, there is so much similarity between the two of them, to the point where when the Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, came to Medina Munawar on the Mubarak Hijrah of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The Ansar didn't know who was the Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa and who was Abu Bakr Siddiq until they saw that the Muhajireen that knew him from before, they took out their uh, their shawls and shaded the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and uh, uh, then say, they saw Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq making his khidmah. Even though they're not, they're, they're not physically that much alike that they should be indistinguishable to one describing them, but there was something about them that was the same or that was so similar that the people couldn't distinguish between it uh, except for after having company with them. That monk was one of the hidden awliya, like the magicians of Fir'aun in his court. Ibrahim uh, al-Khawas confirmed the Prophet wasallam's power to violate norms, natural conventions. And his companion was also endeavoring to both confirm prophecy and to glorify uh, wilaya, a purpose which Allah in his eternal providence had fulfilled. This is a clear difference between the karamat and ijaz, the miracles of the awliya and the miracles of the Prophet The manifestation of miracles to the awliya is a secondary miracle, for they ought to be kept secret and not intentionally divulged. My sheikh used to say that if a, a wali reveals his wilaya and claims to be a wali, the soundness of his spiritual state uh, is uh, impaired thereby, or is not impaired thereby, but if he takes pain to ob- obtain publicity, then he's uh, uh, led astray by self-conceit. So just the fact that, that it's divulged to people is not, doesn't violate his wilayat, but if he takes pain to, you know, I don't know, take out YouTube ads or something like that, or put on uh, 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 bayan posters, you know, wali kamel or whatever that, you know, he designs or whatever, then, then that, may not be, that may not be a good sign. Uh, he may be led by, misled by uh, conceit. Uh, uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect all of us from it. But do you see now what I'm talking about? It's like, mashallah, it's like, okay, fine. Don't try this at home. And also, don't, you know, it'll take a couple of steps. Maybe some of you guys are there already, but at least for myself, it'll take a little while. But it's nice to hear, inshallah, uh, uh, the, the great works of Iman, of the, uh, of the people of Iman, inshallah, so that it gives us himma, as long as we don't get deluded into thinking that now I know what all this stuff is. <laughs> <laughs>
Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa sallallahu ta'ala rasulih Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.